My name's Ian Austin. I'm fastest podcaster alive. I've set the challenge of recapping every episode of Flash. And I've recapped every episode of season one of Flash. And now it, the coronavirus has hit and it's 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 very fast. So I'm still recapping Flash, but I'm not the fast faster than coronavirus. So um yeah, here's the um part one of the recaps of season one. Is episode three, if that makes any sense. This bunch of recaps, uh, other recaps I've done already because I'm trying to build content, but I don't really have the energy. So, yeah, here you go. Um, here's a bunch of Flash podcasts because I'm the fastest podcaster alive. Previously on Tuesday Night Flash, I recap season one. So, Flash. Season 1, Episode 1, Pilot. So our pilot starts 14 years, well, starts in present day. Well, not present day, it starts when it, about 6 years ago. So about 2000, shit, I can't even remember what date with 6 years ago. It starts 6 years ago, you know. Or 7 years ago. So it starts 7 years ago. So Barry Allen is this guy who's running around because he's got six, no. It starts six years ago. Barry Allen's this guy running around. He's got super speed. Yay. But then he's sort of like, let me tell you the story of how my parents were murdered. And that's really sad because, no, his parents weren't murdered. His mum was murdered because there, she was in the living room. Barry heard the noise. And, and no, scrap that. Barry has flashback to being beaten up by some bullies because he wasn't fast enough. And his mum's like, don't you worry about being fast, Barry. You've got a good heart. That's what you need. So then Barry... His dad comes in and goes, yeah, you won the fight. And then looks at Barry's mum and Nora and so like, no, oh, you shouldn't win fights, kid. But then he kisses his wife, Nora, who's Barry's mum, and everything's copacet on that end. So then Barry wakes up in the middle of the night, he's a little kid, and he hears a noise. He goes and sees shit levitating in midair, like fluids and crap. So he goes downstairs and he sees his mum and... This like red and yellow lightning going round her. It's like Barry, stay back, Barry. Barry's dad runs up there, sees it, and goes, "Run, Barry, run!" And then Barry's pushed outside by yellow energy or lightning or whatever, and then finds out his mum's dead and his dad's arrested for it. Oh no! So then it cuts to present day, right? Present day. Oh no! Six years ago, seven years ago, and Barry's going to Star Labs, and he's talking about something about being in Star City. I don't know what he's talking about. And he's with this woman's Iris, who's the daughter of Joe, the cop who adopted him after his dad was sent to prison for murder. So then there's an accident at Park Accelerator Lab, and oh no, it's all no, Iris is. Sorry, Iris's laptop is taken by, by Thief Man. And Thief Man beats up Barry and almost gets away. And then he's stopped by Detective Eddie Fawn, who's like, freeze or I'll shoot you, which that seems a bit excessive. He also jokes that the guy's not fastening a bullet, which, okay, why are you just going to shoot a mugger? That doesn't make any sense, but that's fine. But then the particle accelerator, which Barry really wants to go to Star Labs, it explodes. And oh, no. Dark matter and MJ lightning, and Barry's struck by lightning and falls into a batch of chemicals. He's a forensic cop, by the way. They get into that earlier. But he's not back into the chemicals. He's struck by lightning. And then he goes into a coma for nine months. And they can't resus. They can't get him out of it because his heart's being too fast and his kg meter is about to explode or something, aren't they? Then he's in coma for nine months in Star Labs. And he's being observed by Caitlin and Cisco, science nerds. And then he wakes up and just gets out of bed. And he's wearing sweatpants and he's half naked. And they don't get into how he would have a catheter And then they ask him, can you give us a urine specimen sample? But he'd have catheter Like, I work in hospital. He would have a catheter shoved high up. But he doesn't have one. So it's like, how is he going to the toilet? Who's feeding him? What's going on? And then... Dr. Harrison Waves comes in and sort of like, ignore all this, Barry, stay here, you, 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 you might have super speed. And Barry's like, no, but I'm taking sweatshirt, sweatshirt. And Dr. Waves is like, okay. Oh, and then we, we remember, or I remember, that back at the start, there were two robbers and they were robbing and they were like at a farm and then cops caught them. But then they shot one of the cops and the other cop was Barry's adoptive dad. And like, this was in the past. And they said, hey, we're going to go on a plane. But then plane was hit by lightning and dark matter. And then they 
died, apparently. And then cut to present day, and like everyone's like, Barry, you're alive! And Iris is like, yay, Barry, you're alive, but now I'm with this random cop, because don't, he's, he's hot, and he covered my dad's shifts, and stuff, and things. And it's like, how many shifts a week is this guy working? Does he have super speed or something? It's very vague. So then we cut to um, uh, this rehab order. Uh, there's, there's scenes with like the the one of the bank robbers, Marston, Clyde Marston. He's in a bank and he sort of like gives the um, bank teller a letter, a note, and sort of like I'm going to rob the bank. And she really impolitely reads the letter out loud. So he's sort of like, oh no, you did that, but it's okay because I'm a weatherman. And he starts. Unleashing lightning and shit, and she's like, "What? What? You like Storm from X Men?" He's like, "I'm not like Storm from X Men." But do you know what happens to Bank Teller, who asks me if I'm like Storm from X Men? And then like lightning comes down. It's like same things. Same things. Everything is. Also, I'm robbing this bank. So he goes outside, and there's storms everywhere. These people were recording them on their phones, and he was like, "No, no cameras, but you can use your phones. That's okay." He, he doesn't deactivate phones. So then he walks off, and there's cops investigating crime. Barry's testing out his super speed in various places, like meeting up virus and blah, 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 you know, love angle and all that. So then he, he's running at an abandoned airport, and he's sort of like, Ferris Airport, and he's sort of, aircraft, airport, whatever. And he's sort of like, what happened to this place? And they're like, oh, there was a guy here who was a test pilot, he disappeared. And so like, hmm, is that foreshadowing? Maybe. And also earlier, there was a cage marked Grod. I don't know what that means, but it might come in play later on. So... Star Labs, Caitlin, who's a bioengineer, Cisco who makes toys, Dr. Harrison Waves, who's in a wheelchair, and like, Barry, how fast can you run? And he runs really fast, but then he has a flashback to being kid and his mum being murdered, which, okay, we already saw that earlier, but that's fine. But then he crashes and breaks his wrist. But then his wrist heals in three hours, and they're like, how is that possible? And he's like, I don't know, how is that possible? I'm just asking you, you're a scientist. And they're like, we don't know, but we'll find out. So then this Marston guy gets robbing shit and stuff. And, like, police are chasing him because they found out what car he used because Eddie didn't seem to understand it. Witnesses record stuff on their phones and that's as missable as evidence, apparently. So then Barry shows up and sort of like, I want to be a forensic scientist again. They're like, no, you should go home and relax. So he doesn't. He sees Iris kissing Eddie and he's like, you, that's against the rules. And she's like, what, are you in love with me or something? He's like... No. Then she's almost hit by a police car and Barry saves her life and looks up and sees Marston looking and he's like, Marston's like, you, 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 you nerd. So Barry breaks into his car without trying to hide his identity. Marston's sort of like, hey, what, what are you, some sort of metahuman? And Barry's like, what are you, like, like, Storm from X-Men? And he's sort of like, and Marston is like, I'm, I'm Weatherman. Do you, do you know what happens when you call me, compare me to Storm from X-Men? And then he fires lightning, but they're not in car anymore because cars crashed. And Barry's like, ah! And he runs away. Marston's like, ah, ha, ha, ha. He runs away too. And then Barry's turning Star Labs. This guy was like Storm from X-Men. And they're like, Barry, how bad your memory more superhero movies come out since then it's not even thinking yet some movies anymore she died in days of future past and barry's like wait wait what i might have been in coma at that point i don't know so then fucking <laughs> and you get all this crap about um barry being like it's not funny cisco it's screaming people died cisco people are still dying don't you get it don't you don't you understand you, you little boy and dr hansen was like barry you probably shouldn't be a hero and barry's like why do you not want me to be a hero and harrison's like i i i i i have i i i have reasons and barry's like no i'll be a hero and they're like don't be a hero but also if you want to be a hero we'll get might get your costume later on so barry's like no so he runs away because he's dejected because his dad on Stepdad shadow him, his real dad's in prison, his mum's dead, the woman he loves is sleeping with detective, and Star Labs won't let him be a superhero. So he runs 600 miles to Star City, and he meets up with a man named Oliver, who's standing on the rooftop, and he's like, I know we're not friends, Oliver, but you are there for me when I needed you, and I'm come back here, and I'm like, wait, what's going on? And Oliver's sort of like, I'm glad you're here, Barry, you know, but you, you, you could be a hero, no, I never could, and I'm like, this guy's a hero? Who is he? And Oliver is saying, Barry, 
you can be a guardian angel. Basically, I don't want that to be my name. And all of a sort of like, you can be the hero who saves people in a flashing base. Like, I like that name, Flash. So all of a sort of like, now I must go, Barry, and jumps off rooftop and then like fires an arrow into another building and slings, slides along, slings along on whatever. And Barry's like, cool. And then he runs away and Oliver looks at him and he's like, cool. And it's like, I, I guess, I, I, maybe, maybe I have one line. Because at the moment, all I know is this guy's Oliver. He's dressed like Robin Hood and he, like, jumps off rooftops for, for no reason. <laughs> and then Barry runs back and he's like, I'll be here and says Star Labs, I'm going to be here, you're going to make me a costume. And they're like, okay. And then fucking Weatherman is so like, I have the power of a god and to guy Joe... He's like, why would God rob banks? And this guy's like, because God needs money! And he's like, I have embraced my heritage. Call me Storm. And Barry's like, same style labs. How would you stop Storm? And they're like, you stop Storm by running the opposite way to Tornado she's making. He's making, aren't they? So Barry runs around the tornado opposite and creates a vortex and storms all like, no, my weakness! And he's like, ah! And then I guess he's struck by lightning and dies or something. I, I can't fade out at this point. And then Storm's dead and Barry's like saying to everyone, we saved the day, yay, we're a team. And everyone's like, yay, Barry. And everyone apologize. Iris apologizes for dating someone. Barry's like, that's okay. You're my seasonal story arc. I'll get you by the end of season. She's like, wait, wait, what? And then that's ignored. Joe is like, you might might have to be super, Barry. And Barry's like, okay. And Star Labs are like, awesome. And everyone's happy. And Barry's like, yay. And then Dr. Williams is like, excuse me for a second. And he's like, wheels away in his wheelchair. And then goes to a secret corridor. And then stands up. And then he, oh no, he stands up. It's like, oh my God. And then he presses buttons. Oh my God. And then goes into a room. It's like, oh my God. And then he goes to a computer. It's like, oh my God. And he presses computer. Oh my God. And it comes on. Oh my God. And it's a newspaper from 2024 talking about crisis and Queen Industries. I don't know what they is. Merging with Wayne Industries. Oh my God. And then the paper said that there's a crisis and Barry disappears and there's red skies and she goes, oh my God. And then Doc Williams takes off his sunglasses and he put them on earlier and goes, oh my God, what is this? And then it, it ends and it's like, oh, okay. Are we going to follow that in the next episode? Well, I don't know, but I'm going to be watching it soon. And then in a few minutes or seconds or whatever, you'll be catching off that. But that's a flash episode one. I, actually, that was really cool. To, um, turn off the character stuff. I enjoyed that. It was fun. It was, it was a nice episode. It's way paced. There's lots of cool stuff in there, like text on screen shelves, smart Barry words and stuff like that. And yeah, I mean, it, it was light. It was fluffy. And who knows? I mean, m- maybe next week we'll find out more about Oliver. Maybe we won't. Maybe we will Who knows? But it's a cool tease and it'll be interesting to see where it goes from here. So that's episode one. I'd probably give it like a, a B plus. It's good. It's enjoyable. It, it you know, it's, the villain's a bit crap. You know, Storm from X-Men might be a case of uh, copyright gimmick infringement, but I'm sure they'll figure out for the next episode and stop referencing Marvel quite as much. So yeah, B+. Plus. Right, and now, go and watch episode two. Oh boy, oh boy, oh boy, oh boy, oh boy, it's time for episode two of The Flash. And for those wondering if we're going to get episodes or answers about Oliver, he's not in this episode. He's in previously packaged, but he's not in the episode. No, the episode starts with Barry talking to someone about stuff. I don't know whether he's talking to us, whether he's breaking fourth wall, whether he's telling someone's story in future. I'm sure at some point we'll get it. I mean, he's been very matter about, you don't need an introduction. I'm the fastest man alive. So he's saving people from fires and he's getting very hungry. Or, no, hunger comes later. He's saving people from fire and he's starting to pass out. And Joe's all like, don't be a superhero. Don't do it, Barry. And Star Labs is all, do it, Barry. It's Caitlin. Caitlin's like, don't you do it, Barry. Don't you do it. So there's our conflict for this episode. The fundamental story revolves around Simon Stagg, a guy who um, 
is a philanthropist, I guess. He's in charge of a company which does stuff with organs and he makes jokes about being a nervous freshman and he's being hunted by a guy named Danton Black who is a shape... Not a shapeshifter. He's a uh, multiple-person creator. He creates duplicate duplicates. That's what I guess. That's what it is, I guess. And he, he has an army. He has, like, three... Or, he can make three of them, or maybe more. And they all have guns, and they all look very unintimidating. But they almost murder Stag. But Barry saves the day. Except Barry doesn't save the day because he's still really, really, really close to passing out. And they finally say to him, Barry, you need to eat some food. And he's like, oh, that explains everything. Which makes me wonder, was he not eating food at this point? Like, it seems a weird thing to bring up. Like, you know, suddenly to have this big crisis open up in the second episode. And then it's all like, oh, no, he's just not eating enough. I mean, I know... I'm guessing comic books Slash eats a lot, and that's one of the things that is defined by character, but, like, is he just not eating anything? It's, it's kind of weird. So then they're testing out Barry's speed on a treadmill that Cisco's upgraded so it can handle infinite speeds, which, is that what Cisco can do? Just create stuff? Does he have superpowers? Is this superpower to create things which could not possibly ever exist? So Caitlin's still angry and it's, you know, dealing the fact that she's sad Ronnie's died so she's being an asshole to Barry and everyone's called Ronnie. And Joe's pissed because Joe's like, Barry, you do not do superhero stuff, which we find out in a series of flashbacks where Barry, young Barry consistently tells young Joe, you're not my father. And it's Joe's like, you little shit. Like, seriously, rude little shit. It's little, little Iris is doing stuff in the background. And adult Iris is also doing stuff in the background because she's a journalist or wants to be a journalist, although last week she didn't seem particularly to want to be a journalist. But she's doing journalist stuff and she's getting upset because Barry's not around to talk her through and do all work for her, which is weird. They're really rushing through some of these character arts. Like, like I, I, I guess in comic books, Iris wants to be is a journalist. So they're like, oh, TV show Iris needs to be a journalist. But... You don't get vibe that she particularly enjoys it. It's like it's a college course or something. And then it's like, how how old is she? She's talking about dissertations from nine months ago. Anyway, Barry is um, you know, run round getting tired, saving people from fires, and trying to fight Duplicate Man. And failing, despite the fact that Duplicate Man is not very tough in any way, shape or form, he constantly beats the living crap out of Barry. It's like Barry, he, you have super speed and he's one unintimidating guy that can create many unintimidating guys. Like, it's just weird. And then the security chief for Simon Stagg is like, I gave you Stagg, Duplicate Man, you did nothing with it. And you ain't going army, so he punches Duplicate Man out. But then Duplicate Man starts having an orgasm or something and comes many, many Duplicate Men. And they all charge security man and start beating him up. And that's it. It's like, it's kind of like they used a lot of their money with Storm from the first episode and they don't really have much left. So they're like, oh, we'll, we'll have the same actor three times and he'll punch people to death. Like, that's boring. So Harrison Waves, it's not followed up on his big revelatory thing from last episode of I have a newspaper from future. No, he's um, talking to Joe about, like, you know, Barry needs to have confidence he can be a superhero and if you don't give him confidence joe he's gonna die and joe's like oh, 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 oh okay so then more flashbacks where little barry runs to prison to his dad and his dad's like no see joe didn't ask you not to come here i asked joe to ask you not to come here i'm in prison barry you know how do you even get here and barry's like i rang and everyone's like ha no touching no touching. But then they let Barry and his dad have a hug because they understand. As Joe stands in the doorway, oh, I can't believe i got to deal with the shit on my day off. So then we get a bunch of scenes of Barry somehow failing beat up Duke Cook Man despite the fact that he has super speed. And Barry is like, I, I know that if I find the prime guy and beat him up, this will be over, but I just don't have the energy. And then finally they're like, Joe's like, Barry, you, you literally have super speed. And Barry's like, I do have super speed. And he beats the living crap out of all duplicate men and then grabs the prime duplicate man and runs him at 
just context, earlier in the episode, Barry says he can run 352 miles an hour on a slow day, and he runs as fast as he possibly can with Duke Man and smashes him headfirst into Barrier, killing Duke Man on the spot. Killing him, you know, flat out, he's dead. And Barry's like, I've stopped Duke Man, looks down, sees all the other Duke Men, the clones or mimics or whatever. They're all on ground unconscious. You think they'd all disappear, but like, no, they don't. And then Duke Man stands up because I think the producers of the show probably realise, and writers and directors probably realise, Barry's just committed murder. And they're like, no, can't do that. So Duke Man runs at Barry, who dodges out way, despite not knowing Duke Man's there, and Duke Man goes straight through the window. Barry rushes like good man and grabs him by hand and goes, Brother! Brother! But Duke Man grows another hand out of his arm to remove Barry's hand from his, and he falls to his death. And this was after telling us, I did everything for my wife, my wife, my ex-wife, my dead wife. She's my best friend. I did all for her. And Barry's like, you, you became a duplicate man for her? And he's like, damn you, Barry. And also, Barry doesn't, Barry doesn't ask, duplicate man, why didn't you murder Stag during the nine months when I wasn't around? Same way he didn't ask Storm. Why didn't you just rob Banks nine months ago? Why are you doing it now? Like, it's very convenient. So Duke Man's dead. Caitlin re- reunites Barry in F1 and says, sorry. And she smiles and says, Barry, kick someone's ass in the future. In an unrelated time. Unspecified time, even. So then F1's round and Joe's sort of like, Barry, I... I I'm with you, I'm your I'm your friend, I'm your father. And Barry's like, Joe, you're not my father. You just did everything the father would do, so I guess you are my father. And like the guy playing Joe is I'm not even kidding. He is an amazing actor. He's a really, 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 really good actor. And that thing actually tears me up a bit as someone who has a father. It does tear me up. I don't have kids. I have I have a father, and that does tear me up and make me feel very heartwarmed because it's a generally good scene. Although it does make you wonder, why is that actor in the show? Like, I guess he likes genre stuff, but dude, you can do so much better. But he seems like a really nice guy in real life, so it's all right. And then F1's teamed up, and F1's like, yay, go team! What what we call each other at the moment, they don't know. Barry, after Cisco says that he's named a guy Multiplex, which his name's not Multiplex, it's Duplicate Man. It's Duplicate Man, Cisco. After all that ends, Barry looks at him and goes, you know what, I know it's been a long time, and I'm like, you've known each other for four weeks. Barry's sort of like, I've realised something, and looks at him and says, I wasn't the only one hit by lightning that night. And I was thinking, yeah, no, because, you know, you had Storm, Clyde Marston Storm, and Danton Black Duplicate Man. That's two two people. One of them turning men people who are hit by lightning at night. And you, Barry, that's three. These guys, Caitlin, Sisko, and Harrison were not hit by lightning. And I'm pretty sure Joe wasn't either, because Joe saw Clyde Marston's plane get hit down. And instantly, why doesn't Joe say to him, uh, guys, um, there were two Marstons on the plane. Maybe we should like watch out for the other one. No, he does say that. Why do we say that? And then we get a post-credit sequence where Simon Stagg's sort of like, "Ha ah, I will find the Flash and I will make him mine. I'm a philanthropist, an organ donator, an organ creator, and the Flash can make me more powerful." It's like it's not even your business. Why are you suddenly becoming supervillain? And then Harrison comes in and sort of like, you, Simon, you, you, you will not touch the Flash. And then he stands up and Simon's sort of like, what is this? You stand and Harrison's sort of like, I don't just stand. And he stabs him with a knife and he's like, what? Why? What are you doing, Harrison? You madman. And Harrison's sort of like, leave the Flash alone. And Simon's like, Rah! and Harrison's like, it's not personal, mate. I may or may not be from future and I... May or may not respect your work. And who knows, maybe in the future I come from you, lived a long life, but now I'm going to stab you. And then I'm thinking, wouldn't that cause a paradox? Like, at this point, Harrison, if you're from future, which you may be, you have future newspaper, you must have changed the future so many times at this point. So let's try and figure out what's going on for that. But anyway, that's how the episode ends. And episode it was okay it's, it's pretty good i mean the opening one's really good b plus 
this probably like a B minus and I like the fact that they're run through oh and um, Iris coins the term red streak because blow is taken from the flash. I like the fact that there's like some progression and clearly they're setting stuff up later on and they're running through stuff quite quickly. But at the same time it's like it's pretty pretty much like the second half of pilot where the main thrust seems to be, oh, we're going to, like, pay off some stuff from Pilot. Like, we're going to have Joe join Team Flash, I guess. Um, Going to have Barry fight a met human and all of that. And going to really make it clear there's no ambiguity. Harrison's straight up evil. And probably from the future. But, you know, what can you do? C, B, B minus, maybe, maybe C plus in retrospect, you know. Anyway, episode three, I'm sure, will be a cracker. And I can't wait to see it after seeing Harrison straight up murder someone. So, yeah, um, episode three will be recapped in a few seconds. Whoa, just watched another episode of Flash, episode three. The things you can't outrun. In this episode, whoa boy, this one, this is a special episode. It has a man who turns into vape, a vape man, and starts burying. He's, he's running. He, he's running. He's sort of like, I'm fast around life. There's some things you can't outrun. And one of the things he can't outrun, apparently, is vapor man. Because Barry is doing things and he's going places and he sees a movie of Iris. They so go see a zombie movie. Barry's sort of like, Iris, do you know zombies are real? And he goes into a really scientific explanation. And Iris is like, Barry, won't you shut up? Yeah, nerd. And Barry's like, oh, Iris, I say. And then she shows Iris, she shows, Bar- Iris shows Barry her phone, but it's got a picture of Eddie, and Barry's like, Eddie can hear me, can hear me, are you okay, Eddie? And Iris like, I don't understand that reference. But she answers phone, and while she's answering phone, Barry's doing super stuff, because, you know, people need to be saved and whatnot. So Barry grabs a man who's stealing someone's car and kid and hijacks it and puts him in cop car chasing him and cops are like whoa man we best cops ever represent yo central city moth and then barry goes star labs and star labs are like barry you did good that's how francisco barry you did good but caitlin's like no you didn't and then it's time for her to have a flashback and we go to night the park of serrator exploded and we meet ronnie raymond her boyfriend her paramour and he's like oh when we get married we're gonna have pizza and she's like but my ties and he's like we can go to Italy and have cake and beer and pizza. And she's like, I don't do pizza. I don't do Mai Tais in Italy. And Ronnie's like, I think they might, but okay, fine. We'll go where you want to go. And Harrison gives a speech about logistics and honouring your commitments and whatnot. And everything's great because Park was there ready to nothing could possibly go wrong. And then we cut to the present day and a j- bunch of criminals are murdered in a locked restaurant by a man who can turn into vapor and he called him the vapor the vapor man the 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 apex predator the vapor everybody this guy's like i turn to poison gas i vape i dab and i vape and he murders f1 and one guy's like i'm gonna shoot a bulletproof window oh no it won't open ah and he dies because of vape Next day, they're investigating crime. You know, like, Barry explains us what happened. And Barry's like, would you see these people in different places? They were attacked one by one by poisonous vape. And Eddie's like, I don't hear this shit. And he walks off. And Joe is like, I'm suspicious of Eddie. But Barry's like, no, no, it's the vapor. The vapor did it. So now we've got a means and killer. And as he's going through all of this, Caitlin's getting more and more freaked out. She's like, Barry, don't do it. And Barry's like, what am I trying to do? What am I doing wrong? She's like, don't do it, Barry. And Cisco is having flashbacks too of that time he was with Ronnie and the park looks there, rage exploded and it's like, ah! And Ronnie ignored Caitlin's cries, ran downstairs and said, I'm going to be a hero. So then we have more flashbacks later on of Ronnie saying, Cisco, Cisco, I can stop this. I can stop it all. But if I'm not backing exactly two minutes, you've got to lock the door. Cisco's like, I don't want to. He's like, yeah, Cisco, Caitlin might die. If Caitlin dies, everyone dies. So it's like, you will stop the door from opening. So then Cisco's like, fine. And then he waits two minutes and five seconds. 
during which they could have all died. But Cisco's like, damn it, and he locks the door. And Caitlin's like, Ronnie! So then cut back present day, and a judge is murdered by Vapor Man. Judge who put him away for good, because as we find out, he died in an electric chair or in a poisonous gas chair or something like that. So he murders the judge at a mall, and then Barry appears, and he sees the guy who's like, Why'd you murder? And Vapor Man's like, Because I'm a bad man, Barry. He doesn't say Barry, he doesn't know he's Barry, but he's like, I'm bad. I'm bad. And if you mess with me, I'm bad. And Barry's so like, I wouldn't hurt you. So Barry, who has super speed, remember, runs at Guy, but the guy, as soon as he's hit, turns to vapor. And then Barry's like, what happened? And then he's punched because the guy can apparently control his elements, his body. So he can be solid when he wants to be. But otherwise, if you hit him, he turns to vapor. So then he beats Barry up. And then he goes, Barry, I'm about to enter you. Flash, I'm about to enter you. So he puts his misty, misty corpse or body or whatever in Barry's mouth. Barry's like, ah! And misty guy's like, you suck on my vapor, Barry. So Barry's choking and vapor's like, ah! So then Barry runs back to Star Labs and goes, I've been infected. So he gives them a, he's going to give them a sample, but he starts freaking out and twitching. So they go, Oh, he begs him to cut him open, but Caitlin's like, no, no, we're going to inject you and suck out the poison. Barry's like, maybe there's a better way to do that. But they don't take that way. No, they just stab him in the chest with a syringe and they pump out the poison. So while all this is going on, Joe's sort of like, no, I really should get Henry out of prison. He's been there about 26 years at this point or whatever. So he's trying to do that, but he's not meeting much luck. He watches an old tape where Henry's like, damn it, Joe, our kids are friends. Why do you think I murdered my wife? And Joe's like, but literally all you have to do is point to you, so I don't do it, Joe. And Joe starts getting really upset for that. And also at the same time, he starts realising something weird going on with Iris and Eddie, which is true because they are dating. And technically it's against the rules, but Joe's like, hmm, I will ignore this for now. And then Iris and Eddie are doing their thing in the background and then find out that the last victim on Vapor's list is Joe, Detective Joe, who's gone to prison to visit Henry. And in a generally really gripping scene, he meets up Henry in a bond of fact that they both love Barry and fact that Joe apologises for wrongly suspecting Henry of committing murder. Although prior to this advent met humans, that was an entirely unreasonable thing to assume had happened. But then Nimbus strikes the vape man. The vape man strikes, murders a guard, which I thought he wasn't adding people onto his list who weren't on his list unless they pushed him. And then he try he puts his poisonous meaty more in Joe's mouth. And Joe's like, Rah! But it's okay because Barry's given one antidote by Star Labs and he runs and he gives it to Joe. And then he goes, I'm gonna fight the mist. Everyone's like, you can't do it, Barry. But Caitlin's like, you can do it, Barry. I'm sorry, remember that scene we had earlier that Ian forgot mentioned where me and you bonded and it looked like we are doing a ship tease? Well, that's what you do. A ship tease, Barry. A ship tease, Caitlin and Barry. And she looks utterly afflicted and he looks utterly afflicted too. So then Barry's fighting mists again and Barry is not very smart considering he has super speed and there's thousands of ways you can take down mist but he keeps trying to heal it and then going I can't heal it, it's mist, it's literally vapour and Harrison for no reason shouts out, Barry it'll have to become human again at some point because why not and he's sort of like okay but what do I do, Barry you've got to knacker it out, so Barry does some laps and vapour Vape manages to catch up with him, despite the fact that Barry, on a slow day, can run 352 miles an hour, and this is not a slow day. The vape almost catches him, but starts wheezing, so we realise that the true source of Nimbus's weakness is he's asthmatic, and he starts gasping for air, and Barry's still like, now's my chance, so he runs at, remember slow speaks 352 miles an hour, he runs about 360 miles an hour, and hits vape with the equivalent of a nuclear bomb, and it knocks Vape back about six feet, and he starts gasping for air, and Barry's like, you're coming with me. And then find out where he's going, because they take Vape, and they put him in the prison, in a makeshift prison underneath the Star Lab base, in the park of Serrator, which has so many, so many things which are suspect about that sentence, and main one being, you are holding someone without due cause, in a makeshift prison. 
And it's like, wait, what? And Joe's apparently cool with this, but he's also recovering hostile and also really needs a gun because he won't shoot Eddie's. He found out Eddie's staying Iris. And so I, I would shoot him if I could, but I'll try not to shoot him. And Iris is like, that's all I can ask, Dad. So, yeah, those ends with Star Labs in, you know, kicking ass getting kicking ass tech names. Joe's going to break Henry. He's going to assist, pa- assist Barry of getting Harry out of pri- Henry out of prison. Caitlin's fine over Ronnie. And at the end of the episode, we find out that Harrison has another deep secret. Because on night of the particle accelerator explosion, he went to a secret room and used his secret computer and picked up footage of Barry about to be hit by lightning. So get concrete proof and he knew Barry's going to become Flash. And it's after he murdered Simon Stagg in the last episode. And it's sort of like, Harry, you bad, bad man. He's a bad man. And this is Stinger for the episode, so you know it's bad. And all I can think of is, what's Harry going to do next? Harry's a bad man. So what do I think of that episode? I enjoyed it. It was okay. I mean, vape guy was a bit rubbish. Not a very good villain and not really very memorable. And to be honest, he might as well have just accidentally killed him off because I'm seeing value to him coming back. But flashbacks were interesting and ship teased between Barry and Caitlin's quite cool. And seeing Henry and Joe in prison was fantastic. You know, Jesse Martin is really probably five best actor on this programme, although Guy Henry is matching him and Grant Gusting a few really good moments. But it's a good episode and chemistry between characters is good. Maybe bad B. No, not as good as first episode, better than the second episode. But you know what can do. Anyway, next one really treats me because it's because I'm pretty sure it's features Wentworth Middle of Prison Break. And I'm like, oh yes, let's bring Michael Schofield into the mitts. Let's prison break this stuff, man. Make Michael Schofield canon. That'd be amazing. The man who breaks out of any prison versus the fastest man alive. Who will win? Well, I think Jordan's win. So I'll be catching that. Tackling that in just a sec. Oh boy, 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 oh boy. The best episode of Flash Today, episode 1.04. Cold? What's, what's the episode called? Yeah, I've forgotten what the episode's called, but the box is here somewhere. It's Rogue, Cold, something like that. What's it called? Let's look. It's called Going Rogue, and it's written by, co-written by Jeff Johns, and who has co-wrote it? Kai Yu Wu. And it's a really good episode. It starts off with a robber. Well, no, it starts off with Barry talking about, what do I do on my days off? Well, oh boy, oh boy, oh boy, I play... Uh, operation, I play um, chess, I play ping pong, and I win two out of the three, I beat Cisco. I beat Caitlyn, because Caitlyn somehow doesn't know how to operate on people, despite that being her entire thing on the show, but he doesn't beat Harrison, because Harrison has checkmate, because Harrison may, may not be from future, as you remember. And then we cut to, no, sorry, before that, we have previously packaged on Flash. And this this woman named Felicity all over it. And it's like, were these cut scenes? Like, are these cut scenes from Pilot? Uh, it's just weird. It's like, they try and play up that Barry met this woman named Felicity and agree here off. But he hasn't mentioned her in the first three episodes of the show. Anyway, Barry is doing all of this and loses Harrison's chest. So it said Harrison may or may not be from future. And then, um, you know, we cut to a robbery. A robbery. And it's a guy, a lovely guy named Michael Schofield and his team. And they try and rob an armoured truck. You know, but then Barry, Michael Schofield, obviously you remember from Prison Break, you know, he's turned crime now, which seems strange, but I guess it's been a long time after the series ended, and after he realised that he was notorious, he decided just to rob stuff, so there you go, he's with a crew, they're trying to rob a truck, but Barry intervenes, Barry intervenes and stops the robbery. But one of the cops gets shot, so Barry has to take him to hospital. Michael Schofield's sort of like, hmm. This is strange, because for some reason he took off his mask, and Barry sees him and goes, hmm. Then we cut to the police station, and Barry's like, I can ID the guy, you know, and and I know exactly what happened at robbery, but, you know, that's just me guessing, you know, that's just me improvising, which Joe calls him on. So Barry finds the mugshot, and it's for someone named Leonard Snark, and I'm like, wait, what, that's Michael Schofield? And Joe's like, oh, that's Leonard Snark, and gang, I'm like, no, that's Michael Schofield, what is going what is going on? And Joe starts giving us some exposition that, like, 
Michael Scott, Leonard Snart's father was a cop and he beat Leonard Snart and it's so like, wait, no. I saw Prison Break. His dad was a guy who worked for the company and tried breaking Michael and Lincoln at a prison in truck. That's, what's happened? Is like time changed or something? Which it might have Maybe it has. Maybe that's where they're hinting. I don't know. Reality's changed. And now Michael Schofield's Lincoln is like frigging Leonard Snark. And Lincoln doesn't exist, I guess. So, uh, well, I'm going to call Michael Schofield. Mike Schofield says to his team, look, you shouldn't shot cop. You know, they shouldn't be able to track us because we are influenced by movie Heat. We had time. And time wasn't there. And we couldn't steal a diamond. That's why one of these fair robbers is sort of screw you, snart. I'm out. And he's like, for the last time, my name is Schofield. And he shoots the robber and says to his comrades, my name is Michael Schofield. You show me some respect. And they're like, okay Mr. Snark he's like damn it somehow he remembers his name's Michael Schofield so then they try and track him down and he cites and he's going to steal the jewel from the um, uh, museum where it's ended up the Kandak Diamond or whatever it's called and then we get Felicity shows up and it's like okay and she acts like she knows Barry and she works with Team Arrow which consists of Oliver and John and it's like you're developing a lot of these characters off screen flash like you're meant to be portraying the ascension of Barry Allen and you keep reminding us of Oliver and John and Felicity and Felicity's like oh says Star Labs oh I work with the Arrow but I won't tell you who he is but he I always tell you that he might have to be very rich like my friend Oliver Queen they're like wait what so she's there, and Harrison's sort of like, Felicity, you are exceptional. I wanted to recruit you for my team. I'm like, what on earth is going on here? Why are you promoting this character? Is she a new series regular? That'd be cool, someone new to acting team. Anyway, Iris meets Felicity, and she's like, no, we all need to double date. And Joe's like, I'm angry about you and Eddie. Despite the fact that in the last episode I was okay with it, I'm not happy now. And yeah, actually, in previously packaged, they cut out bit where Joe says he's mad. He's mad, you know. They, <laughs> but he's mad enough to shoot Eddie, but he won't because it was a joke. They cut that bit out, make it look really tense and ominous. So he's giving Iris the silent treatment. Eddie's like, "Damn it, <laughs> I, I can't emote, but I want your daughter. I want her, Joe." So from there, Leonard goes to, <laughs> Michael, sorry, Michael goes to the museum and he's just wandering around going on tour. And this tour guide looks, looks at him and goes, like, he's been on tour twice. And Michael's like, that's fine. And then he offers the kid some gum, goes up to the frigging diamond and they're like, stand back, sir. Pr- proximity alert. And Michael's like, <laughs> okay, would you like some more gum, little boy? <laughs> So then they cut from there to um, later on, Michael's got the, um, <laughs> he's at the museum and cops arrive and Joe screams snart and Michael's like, Schofield, and he runs off, because, oh, I've got, he's got a cold gun that he somehow acquired because someone stole it from Star Labs off the instant. So he has a cold gun which can slow down Flash. He doesn't take heat gun, but he murders this guy who gave him guns. So he's at the museum and Joe's like, snart! And he's like, Schofield, and he runs outside. And a cop car rushes towards him. So he freezes the ground in front of it. It slides, almost murders Joe. And then snart somehow manages to get away. So then cut Harrison shouting at Cisco, or very calmly getting angry with Cisco and saying, why do you make that cold gun? And Cisco's like... I made it deal with the Flash. But I'm like, wait, wait, stop, hold up. The guy who had it said it was made, he's stolen after the instant. But Cisco's made it as of, what, a few days ago? He's created an entirely new form of technology which can stop the Flash, who didn't exist four weeks ago. So it's like, when did Cisco make this? And he asserts, look, one of the janitors must have taken the day off and must or didn't show up, and it went missing. And it's like, when exactly was this made? Was it made nine months ago before you knew about Flash, or was it made a few days ago when you knew about Flash? But how do you make it in four weeks? And then I have to stop thinking about that because it made my head hurt. 
So Barry's like, damn it, Cisco. It's not angry you made it. I'm angry you didn't tell me because could prepared for it. And it's like, Barry, how could you prepare for absolute zero? It's like, we could have gone together. It's like, Barry, Cisco's a genius. And in the rest of the episode, he's not going to be able to make anything of any use to stop this cold gun hitting you. Despite the fact that he made cold gun knows how technology works. He can't make a solution to it. Like, Cisco, he's a magic, magic man who makes shit. And Barry's like, damn it, I have to do this alone. Just snarts at a theatre and snarts like, ha 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 And then snarts, no, Schofield's a theatre. And Barry shows up and Schofield's like, look at you, Barry. You, you, you forced me to up my game. So he's like, how fast do you run, kid? So he starts firing the fr- cold gun, but keeps missing Barry. So he starts aiming people and Barry saves all of them except one, a nice man named Jim. Barry's like, Jim's like, I don't want to die, Barry. And Barry's like, you don't know my name, Jim. You don't know me, but I'll save you. Be calm. He's like, no. And my Schofield's sort of like, that's on you, kid. I didn't want to kill him, but you can save him. So that's on you. <laughs> and then he, ru- then he shoots a flash and then runs off. And Flash is like, oh, it burns my gut. Oh, ow. So, no, that's when the scene where Barry shouts at Cisco takes place. And then Barry goes on a... Well, he went on double date with Felicity and Iris and Eddie earlier. But apparently Felicity and Barry don't really have that much... They have lots of chemistry. But I, Felicity can clearly tell that Barry's more into Iris because I guess she's a regular on the show. And Felicity's a special guest star. So then Barry runs, finds out that Snart is at train station and says, Schofield's at the train station. He thinks he's Snart, but he's actually Schofield. And he says, I'll deal with this on my own. So he runs off. And Harrison is like, Cisco, you better solve this. And Felicity's like, come on, when Team Arrow is in danger, we work together. So then Snart somehow, the cops are shooting at him and he somehow manages to wind up on a fucking train that's going full speed. He just casually walks onto it. Like he's got ice temptation abilities and it will never be mentioned again, I'm guessing. So then he's on train, Barry jumps on train, goes Snart and he's like, like Schofield's like, Schofield, why aren't you calling me Schofield? I'm Lot Leonard Snart. What is going on? But anyway, he says, enough about that, look. You aren't. You haven't cornered me. I want you here. And then he sets the floor on ice, cold fire thingy, and then goes ha ha ha. And then he somehow gets off train. Barry has to try and save everyone by beating his previous top to be. Oh wait, so no. Before that, he's on treadmill earlier, and he's going two hundred twenty miles an hour. And previously, in one of the episodes, he said his slow speed day was three hundred fifty-two miles an hour. He's literally run on treadmill that cannot go above 260 miles an hour, which is the slowest speed. He's getting slower, people. I don't understand it. He's going rogue against concept, getting better as you go along. Anyway, we're... we're yeah. Barry saves F1. And then Felicity says to Cisco and Harrison and Caitlin, look, we need to solve this. And Cisco's like, I've got an idea. So Barry saves F1 on train, runs off train, but shot by... Michael Schofield knocked down. Schofield says, Kid, you forced me to up my game. I may have broken out four prisons. I may have taken down a vice president of the United States of America and an evil company and my mum and my dad and fought off the evil tea bag. But you, you forced me to up my game. So I am going to murder you now. But I want to congratulate you on forcing me to up my game. And Cisco's like, you ain't murdering anyone, Captain Cold. And Scotia's sort of like, you <laughs> like that name. So Cisco's like, you may think you're bad, but this thing I've got here, this is a super cold gun, four times the power of yours. And Captain Cold's like, it's not. And Cisco's like, it is. He's like, kid, it's not. And then he looks at Barry, and then he looks at, t- at Flash, and looks at Team, and he's like, you know what? I had crew like you once. I respect it. And he starts walking away. Cisco's like, oh, no, oh, oh, Captain Cold. You ain't leaving for the diamond. And Captain Cold's like, no, I am. And just walks off. And they're like, Cisco's like, I'm glad he didn't make me shoot it. Because this is actually a vacuum cleaner. You know, it sucks and it blows. But it doesn't actually do any damage to anyone. So then the episode ends with Felicity um, and team... Oh, parting ways. Um, Joe and saying, Joe saying, look, Iris, I'm sorry about Eddie, but he's my partner and your boyfriend. So if he dies, I'm going to be super, super deep shit with you. And Iris is like, Dad, I respect that.
That's how their story ends, because we have subplots on Flash, but they don't really go anywhere. Harrison says, Cisco, don't you ever make a weapon again. Don't you ever make a weapon again, Cisco. Don't you do it. And when I find out you've made that heat gun, oh, we'll pay off that storyline later on. And then we get Barry um, and Felicity on the train. Felicity's like, I have to leave. Barry's like, but, but stay. And Felicity's like, no, I have to go somewhere. You know, they can't afford two female leads. They can't afford three female leads on the show. What we talk about, Barry? We just have to talk about you all the time. We can't do that. It's better having two who might occasionally be able to talk about something that's not you, but very rarely because they're going to fail with the Blessio test. So then Barry and Felicity are about to say goodbye. And Barry's like, Felicity, oh, good luck with Oliver. And I'm like, well, why is she with Oliver? Why are they teasing that? Where's Oliver? Shouldn't he have come back? I guess they ran out of budget for more actors in this episode after casting uh, went with Miller as Michael Schofield. So then, so then, then Barry and Felicity are like, Barry's like, Felicity, we're going to kiss. And I'm like, wait, what? And they kiss and they've got a little bit of chemistry. But then they're also like, bye Felicity. And Felicity's like, bye Barry. And it's like, is that it? Okay, uh, I guess we'll see you further down the line. Maybe when Oliver comes back for this team. Maybe you'll show... Maybe John will show up then. Who knows? So then our final scene of the episode is Michael Schofield. And he's in a room and he's like, you know what? My crew... I burdened one member of my crew. You left. The other two left. Um, Teabag is back in prison. Sucre, C-Note. Um, Kellerman, you know, the the boys, uh, Mahoney, you know, they're all doing a separate thing. I don't even know if they still exist anymore, because apparently I'm being laying at start now. I don't know what's going on, but you, you're part of my team. So, for some reason, like, I, I'm getting the impression you're, you're called Mick here, but you're not, you're Lincoln. So it's like, Lincoln... I bought you a heat gun. Can we team up like the old days? And Lincoln's like, I know last job we ran went bad. I know the relaunch didn't rework of Prison Break. It, it sort of got awkward. But I think we do good things together. And Lincoln's like, <laughs> yeah, call me Mick. And it's like, yes, the Prison Break boys sees series Series antagonist, seven seasons, 150 episodes, seven seasons, Prison Break, Prison Break versus Flash, Team Prison Break, Team Schofield versus The Flash, oh, Team Schofield versus Team Flash, oh, it's going to be amazing, it's like Survive Series in WWE, it's going to be the best thing ever, I can't wait for the next episode, I can't wait to see where this goes, because... They're clearly working on something big here, and it's going to blow our minds. We've got Col- Captain Cole, Michael Schofield, and Link to Sink Burrows. Oh, the heat! Oh, I can't wait. This like a A plus episode. I don't even get A plus. Prison Break. Team Schofield versus Team Flash. If they get Sucreing and they get C Note and they get Kellerman and they get Mahone, it's all like a proper proper six on six. You need more members. Team Flash. You bring Oliver. You can bring John, you can bring Felicity, and you can have sits on uh, sits on sits. Oh, it'd be amazing. Oh, so you can bring Sarah Tancredi back. But seriously, jokes aside, A-plus episode. This was really good. This is what The Flash should be. Cool villain, cool gimmick, cool plot, interesting dynamics. Not a vapor monster. Who wants to see a goddamn vapor monster? Get that shit the fuck out. You need characters like Michael Schofield doing like, you're not putting me back in prison. I'm just going to walk away and I'll see you later on in the season. That's what you need. Not these absolute bollocks, bottom of the barrel nonsense. Like, oh, I, I, I turned into sm- hoist of smoke. Oh, that's just rubbish. That's absolute rubbish. You need, like, wev- Storm Weatherman. It's like, enough of that nonsense. You need, like, proper villains. Like, like Captain Cold Michael Schofield. Link the Sink Burrows. Like, he's a proper, proper character the Flash can interact with. And while the idea of the Flash and Barry and Cisco getting into talking and being like, we're friends, how can you do this? It's a bit weird after four episodes. And also, it's very strange that Felicity is bit up so much and then round they ignored. But I mean, at the same time, yeah, I, I really enjoy, enjoyed it. So, best episode so far. And that's why I think I'll wrap up this week's ones. I was going to do a fifth one, but be honest, 
I think I'm just going to skip to the epilogue because I've done 17 minutes on this episode and I'm proper hyped. But season three, y'all, season three, we'll be back, wrap up this episode in just a sec. So, the Flash 1.05, or Plastique, if you will, this episode deals with um, a human bomb, but not sort of human bomb thinking. You're thinking suicide bomb, but Flash wouldn't do that. The Flash TV show would not do something like that. This is just a woman who, if she touches things, she turns them into a bomb. Yeah. So, our episode starts with a um, breaking at some place or some kind. I don't know what it is. It's not Star Labs for once. But it involves a woman breaking in somewhere, and she's caught by a security man. Not superheroes, just man happens to be part of the security team. He points a gun hurt and goes, freeze, because he's going for the Emmy this week. The woman turns to him, looks at him and goes, I'm sorry, don't touch this. And then throws a bag at him and runs off. The bag flashes purple, Matt, security man, looks at him and goes, oh my god, and it explodes. And oh, there's chaos everywhere. And then we cut to Flash saving people or trying to save people from building because a window cleaner's almost fallen to his death. And Flash is sort of like, oh, guys, 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 uh, I, 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 I can't run up building, can I? And they're like, I don't know, can you? And he's so like, I don't know. But Cisco's like, Caitlin, let's do the maths. And they do maths. And they find out that he can if he runs really, 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 really fast. So he runs up building, grabs the guy, and then Caitlin says, Barry, you need to be careful and way down. Because if you don't manage your velocity, you would go splat. And Barry's like, ah! But he doesn't go splat. He brings the guy down, F1 cheers. But Iris is there. And Iris looks at this flash and goes, the streak. And Flash is like, Rah! He shakes his head so she can't see his face, but then he smiles, and she can see that, and she's like, oh, Bowie, and he's like, what? <laughs> so that's the episode start. Iris has seen Street, she knows he exists, she knows for a fact, and she's going to write about him. In her blog, and Joe says to Barry, 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 don't you do it, don't you do it. And Barry's like, don't do what? He's like, don't you... Joe's like, don't you encourage my daughter to have dreams. And then we're at... Oh, actually, at that point, earlier in the episode, we're at a, a group hang. Group hang. Group hang. Everybody love a group hang. It's like the start of the episode. Sorry, I'm going long, non-linear like Dr. Manhattan. So at the start of the episode, Barry, Cisco, Eddie, Iris... And Caitlin are out, and Barry can't get drunk because he's physically incapable of it. And Caitlin's like, "Ooh, test science test!" And they, she tells him they'll figure out where you can get drunk. And she also calls Eddie hot from a geneticist point of view. You know. So then we cut to like the the core of the episode, which is this woman Betty Sue Sands, who blows shit up. By touching it. And we find this out because Barry corners her and he's like, You, you know, you, you bad superhuman. She's like, Stay away from me. And he realizes she's an ex soldier because Cisco says so. And he goes to touch her, but she touches his emblem and she goes, You better take the clo- your clothes off. And he's like, Wait, what? Sexy time? She's like, No, you're literally about to explode. Tell him off. So Barry runs with his uniform, takes it off, and then runs around the corner and there's a Big explosion! And Barry's like, oh my god! And everyone's like, Barry, are you dead? Barry, Barry! Because his suit's exploding. So Barry runs back to Star Labs and sort of like, oh my god, Cisco, you won't believe it. Woman blew up. She blew up my suit. Cisco's like, she blew up the suit? Barry's like, blew up the suit. Cisco's like, my suit? And at this point, I'm like, Cisco, you literally last week literally made or have made a weapon that can murder Barry. You know? You've made a mur- weapon that can murder Barry, and you're giving him crap for someone blowing up his suit? What is wrong, Cisco? Why aren't you making his suit cold resistant or heat resistant, considering you also made a heat gun? You utter, utter moron. Anyway, they, after this ridiculous banter, because we're continuing the people getting angry at each other, despite the fact that they barely know each other, despite the fact that Barry and the opening talks about group hands, group hands, everybody loves a group hand. Harrison's sort of like, oh no, this is pr- tro- problematic because she was working for General Wade Eiling. Everyone's like, everyone watching shows like, who's Wade Eiling? And it turns out it's Clancy Brown. And he's come to visit and he's like, Harrison. And Harrison's like, 
general. It turns out they have a bat story because five years ago they worked together or were working together on the Grodd scenario. Wait, that's from the MC episode. Sorry, I'm jumping too far ahead. It turns out Harrison and General Wade Island know each other and Harrison's like, he's not very smart, but he is observant. So Wade's like, you know, because he put a tracker in Betty at some point. And he's like, ah, when they bring Betty to Star Labs, General Wade Island's like, I've tracked her here. And ah, she might be a metahuman like you people, but she's my property. Ah, and General... And Barry's like, we need to get her out of here. And this is before General Wade Island's coming. So Harrison distracts him, and we get a tense scene where Harrison's sort of like, I don't like you, General. And General's like, I don't like you, Harry. And Harry's like, Rrr! and General's like, Rrr! but then it's fun because we cut away to Betty blowing stuff up that Cisco throws while Cisco's trying not to be a pervert to her. And they find out that Betty's linked on a genetic level with the shrapnel that she got because an IED exploded in Iraq or Afghanistan or somewhere. It's kind of vague. So she cannot be turned back in human because Harry puts it, technology doesn't exist to unmake her yet. Unsplice her DNA. And no one asks Harry, how do you know that technology's ever going to be invented? Because if they did, he'd be like, oh, never tell. So Barry is talking to Betty and saying that, Look, something bad happened to me and I weaponized it. Now I'm symbol of hope. And Betty doesn't bring up, dude, you run fast. I'm literally a human bomb. What use can I be? And Barry also doesn't bring up that and mention you're a human bomb. You could be of real use because like, I could I could, like, drive cars at people and then jump out and you blow them up. I mean, Betty could be of real use to Team Flash, I'm just saying. No, she could blow it, find, she could protect Star Labs for one thing. So F1, the army managed breaking with ease. So, then we've um, got the uh, requisite scenes of Betty and Harrison signing team ups. Harrison's sort of like, says to Team Flash, we don't want General Wade Island being enemy. And then says to Betty, you need to murder the General. And Betty's like, I do, boss, I do. And I'm like, wait, what? Harrison's going really evil really quickly. So then Betty goes to try and murder Wade and her, and Harry, Barry finds out and tries to stop it. But she manages to take out the army or distract them. I was kind of blurring out this point. But then she's shot, and she's about to explode. So Barry's like, I must take her to safety. So he runs into water, and Cisco's screaming at Barry, Barry, dimensions, you need to run fast and then... 352 miles an hour, which is your slow speed to evade, evade the explosion. Despite the fact that your slow speed is actually 200 and something miles an hour. Your slow speed is 352 miles an hour, but you need to go faster than that. So Barry manages to outrun the explosion as um, Betty dies. It's kind of a sad scene. And, oh, wait, earlier we find out that Barry visits Iris and he's... It's a flash, and he's sort of like, you need to stop reporting the story, because Joe told me to say that. And Iris is like, no, no, I don't. And Barry's like, okay. So then he runs back to Joe, and Joe's like, says to Barry, Barry, how she not recognise your voice? And Barry's sort of like, oh, I'll show you. And he it's upgrades his vocals or something. So it's like, ar, 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 ar. and Joe starts laughing. And it's a really great scene for um, Joe and Barry, because they are the like two best actors on this program, they get a lot of work with, which they got. I mean, Tom Cavanaugh is really good as Harrison Wiz, but we get this really good band of Joe and Barry. And just the fact that Joe laughs at it and says it's cool, which is nice because you don't want to play drama too much and have it be too miserable and monosyllabic and stoic. Anyway, Betty's dead, so that's monosyllabic and stoic. And it turns out that Harrison is um, not who he says he is. Sorry, taking tablet. Because the episode ends with a stinger, where we find out that Harrison um, and Wade Island's falling, General Island's falling out, was because of a gorilla named Grodd, and it's something to do with mind control, and it's sort of like, oh man, Harrison says, I have a better future in mind for you, Grodd, and I'm like, oh my, wait, why does he have a gorilla? What is he, is he trying to teach it to be psychic? What's going on here? Where did Gorilla go? Because he escaped caging first episode, so it's nice to be pay off to that. And that's where the episode ends. Um, so what do I think of this one? It was okay. I mean, I, I liked the idea of like, oh, you know, 
Oliver, they don't have money to bring Oliver back. Felicity's not come back in time soon. John's not come back in time soon. So they do something a bit different and they introduce a new ally for um, Barry. A bit darker, a bit more tragic bat story, although Barry's bat story is quite tragic. And, you know, it could be a cool dynamic. Barry and Betty. Flash and Plastique, as she's called. But then she dies, so that's okay. They don't really need to resolve that plot for any time soon. Uh, what do I think of the episode in general? It was okay. I mean, nothing was going to top last week. That wasn't, like, the um, last episode even going rogue. That's a brilliant episode of TV. Really good, really fun. And not followed up on uh, all this episode, despite the fact that uh, Michael enticed Lincoln, joined him by giving him heat gun, and thinking, oh, they'll commit some crimes, and go, no, no follow-up this week, no one gives shit. And Cisco is actually shouting at Barry for stuff Barry's done with. It should be, like, the other way around. No, but it was okay. I, I liked seeing Harrison do more incredibly evil things. They're not really going for ambiguity of him anymore. He is straight up evil at this point. So that was cool. Um, yeah, I, I, I'd go for three out of five. I mean, like, Betty was as in general way lying. Like, her's the antagonist. Tim is the, the villain, if you will. That was quite cool. Heroic antagonist and villain, even. That's quite cool. And Clancy Brown's a really good actor, so he gave her a lot of prestige and all of that jazz. But generally, it was a bit of a letdown from last episode. A bit of a slowdown, too, but it does introduce some interesting new dynamics. Namely, where's Grog gone? What's Harrison's plan for him? When's Wayne Island going to show up again? And who else was affected by the blast? Because clearly, there's a lot of experimentation going on. And also, is Plastique actually dead? Because her body could survive explosions. I know she's shot, but she, I'm sure she can reformat at some point. So, yeah. yeah, not bad. And um, hopefully next episode picks up pace a bit. I don't know what it is about yet. But I have high hopes. And hopefully you have high hopes too, because I'll be covering our episode in just a second.